Ignorance is the official language of Washington, D.C. I'm here to challenge you to a match. When it comes to standing up for the American people, I am ready to rumble. I think that we may need a wrestler in the White House. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Great American Bash. My name is Brandon Weatherby. My name is Chris Kelly. This is a podcast about the intersections of presidential politics and professional wrestling. Chris and I wrote a book about this subject. It's called The Donald, How Trump Turned Presidential Politics into Pro Wrestling. We released that back in September of 2016, and now we're recording on Monday, November 9th, 2020, uh, just days after another presidential election. So... I think it's time to open with our big show of the week. Well, WrestleMania show. 7 guest announcer Alex Trebek has passed away. Very sad. Biggest story of the week, obviously, on all your uh, local newspapers. Not everyone might know Alex Trebek. Um, maybe his more famous counterpoint at uh, WrestleMania 7, also sharing interview duties, was um, uh, former... Uh, wife of <laughs> WWE Hall of Famer, current president of the United States, Donald Trump, Marla Maples. You guys might know Marla Maples. Double M. Marla Maples was there, and uh, she was with Alex Trebek. And that's the big. Yeah. And that's the that's the episode. That's why we've been doing this. It, it, We're just waiting. Alex for Trebek has died. I don't think we we didn't record when Regis died. Also a commentator at WrestleMania Seven. Mm-hmm. I died this summer. But they didn't share uh, any screen time, to my knowledge. Marla and Alex did, and that's why yes. we had to save it for Alex. We knew yeah. it was coming. It was coming. Yeah, death pool. Uh, cancer is horrible. We don't wish it on anybody. We knew Alex Trebek suffered from cancer, pancreatic cancer. And um, best of wishes to Marla Maples and everyone from the WrestleMania 7 team. I know it's been a week. Yeah, it's it's been a week. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. Yeah, I think um, after... Kamala Harris uh, joined the ticket, and uh, Kamala Harris passed away. Or it's wrestling, so a, a big theme <laughs> is people dying, usually too young. Uh, thankfully, you know Trebek was eighty; he had a he had a good life there. Uh, usually, wrestlers dying young that that would be a reason to to podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I felt like the last five years of my life, either my brain was broken. Or I lived in the broken universe, and I was the only one that understood that it was all a work, brother. I mean, I'm, I'm right here with you, and we did this. I mean, we started our pro wrestling and politics journey. Um, would that have been in the, in the summer of 2015? It was the summer of 2015, and if memory serves correct, it was an accident. Yeah, I think because we were simultaneously going through the WrestleManias, mm-hmm. and uh, once you hit four, and... Um, and Donnie Trump starts showing up consistently. Uh, yeah, that was a you know, and he was just running. And as a as more of a um, the, the the spectacle part, I think people didn't take it seriously until I don't know a couple weeks ago. No, I don't know when people really started <laughs> taking Donald Trump seriously, but uh, definitely not in in 2015, and I don't think until the primaries in 2016 where they realized he was a serious player. And. I felt let's this is going to be a feelings episode. I'm sorry. Um I don't know what number episode this is. I think it's, I think it's 110. Um 
we've never done an episode like this for obvious reasons. Everything we've ever done was based in at least some sort of fact or anecdote that no one else had. Clearly, the Alex Trebek take is... It would be more like that. Does that make sense? Literally, yeah. Literally, nobody's obit started. Alex Trebek, co-host of WrestleMania 7, died today. No one did that. So we, we got that one. But yeah, I, I actually went back and listened to our, our post-mortem, which definitely mm-hmm. felt more like a post-mortem of 2016 election. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was definitely a, a feelings-based one. So it's good to be on the other, on the other side. So this is something I've also never done during the show. I'm going to ping you something and it's a tweet and i feel like we finally flipped the universes and i'm not saying that sarcastically okay i just sent it to you now and i would like to read uh the tweet as much as i could on november 5th linda mcmahon uh former head of the small business administration also former head of the world wrestling entertainment company tweeted out stand with president real donald trump for a fair count of legal votes ignoring court orders and breaking state laws is the opposite we must continue the challenge, Vice President America First Pack. She is the person that runs America's First Pack. She is still Linda McMahon. Now, Chris, could you ex- describe what was tweeted back at this on November 7th? So back at her from Phil Brooks, better known as CM Punk, uh, retired professional wrestler, um, sent back a picture, a, a Photoshop um, of him, but with Joe Biden's face talking to the back of Vince McMahon, but with the back of Donald Trump's head, uh, blowing a kiss, waving goodbye, taking his belt and, and going home after, uh, the classic match with John Cena, where he won the belt and left like he said he would at the culmination of the, of the famous, the infamous, uh, pipe bomb promo all led to that storyline. So yes, he's uh, punk is now tweeting wrestling memes with politics to a, someone who has a job in the administration for at least another couple months. So we flipped, right? This We've completely flipped. How so? In 2017, 4th of July weekend, that's when Trump shared out, shared out, uh, tweeted out the... Oh, yeah. The altered WrestleMania 23 gif of him not body slamming CNN because he doesn't do that. He tries to... He choke slams people on accident. But yeah. that's what the president was retweeting. But right. now we flipped it. Now wrestlers are the wrestlers get it. They okay. finally get yes. Is our, is our work work done? Done? <laughs> I think it's I mean Joe Biden for his many accomplishments, a storied political career, not in the WWE Hall of Fame. And, yeah, because uh, he's a loser. That's our president elect. Well, it was almost he's in the loser. ring of honor, though. To be fair, he's very honorable. Um, yeah, no, I think it, we. I think when we wrote the book, we thought the the journey. Our Wrestle, the road to WrestleMania would end on election day, and it, it didn't. It went for another four years. Um, and yeah, the, the I had forgotten that was 4th of July, now mm-hmm. three years mm-hmm. ago. I mean, the it does keep happening, though. I mean, if you saw videos online of uh, the other night, I believe Saturday night, um, President-elect and Vice President-elect making a speech, they had Biden jogged out to show that he's still spry at 78 mm-hmm. years old. And uh, you know, I think he came out to a Bruce Springsteen song appropriately, but people laid in the Cena music. They laid in the Stone Cold music. It just, it, it's one of those things where it's like now it's just the lingua franca. Like people, people totally get the connection in a way they didn't, uh, unfortunately, four years ago. The actual nuts and bolts of professional wrestling right now is also very 
interesting because for the first time since the mid to late 80s, there might be a push for unionization of workers. Right. So I've seen a little bit of this with with Andrew Yang kind of Mm -hmm. apparently getting in touch with wrestlers. Um, But it comes to appearing on Chris Jericho's podcast. Oh, I missed that. I have the same month that Donald Trump Jr. Is on Chris Jericho's podcast. Well, you got to get both sides. <laughs> you got to get, get a guy. You got to get a one billionaire who likes to give. He wants to give away a thousand dollars, and then a billionaire that would like to hunt people for sport. You gotta. You gotta separate them. I, so, I, I apologize. Donald Trump Jr. is not a billionaire. I apologize. So to billionaires. He's a millionaire that should be a billionaire's son. Uh, Doofus son-in-law is gonna. No, anyway. we're gonna close with the your pipe. Brain, clearly, your, yeah. Your, your brain is broken. You can only speak in. In wrestling references. Um, so I've been thinking about like, okay, what's actually changed, right? And in terms of wrestling here. Right. I would like to posit that wrestling is worse off than it was three years ago. Professional wrestling. I, I could see that. And now politics is getting... Oh, do they have an inverse relationship? I'm not necessarily going there yet. Hear okay. me out. All right. I don't think WWE is doing a good job because of the pandemic and stop. I don't think it's mm-hmm. really possible to do a good job during the pandemic. Right. You could have one-offs that are amazing due to the pandemic. The You love the Undertaker match at Mania. I love the Bray Wyatt match. Those are my thoughts. You know what I mean? Good. But, but the- I, I have no desire to see the Thunderdome. Like I, It's off-putting at best and... I'm not watching a second of WWE programming, even though I really do enjoy the work these performers put in. Does that make right. sense? Of course. And I, I've been in the same boat. Basically, so we, we watched and covered WrestleMania in April, and then I quickly lost interest. I kind of stayed with AEW for a little bit, but similarly, you need uh, you know, the breaking the fourth wall, the fifth man, whatever you call it. It's You need the audience in it, whether, it, whether it's an empty kind of a amphitheater or this bizarre you know, zoom of zoom screens that they have at the Thunderdome. It just doesn't work. You don't even, I will say there's been some things that have been so strong that you can generally get around it. The fact that it's, it's so bizarre and off putting. I would say the, the, I've watched a couple of the Roman Reigns and Jey Uso matches and the specifically the, the video packages, which we talk about all the time Mm -hmm. are the, um, the promo packages that they kind of condense the story, get you hyped. All of a sudden, you're you're invested in something you you don't even care about, um, and they've done a really good job there to the point where you can kind of you set aside. Okay, this is the the artifice isn't even working. Um, some of the stuff has actually worked better. If the, there's an uh, NXT UK match that because it was in an empty arena, the guys just slapping the crap out of each other sounded really good. But generally. I have no interest to really watch. I won't be firing up. Uh, we're doing this during Monday Night Raw. I haven't watched Monday Night Raw in in a year. So I no, I, I definitely watched the product as soon as the pandemic hit, just to see what they were going to do. Right. But that quickly wore off. Yeah, it's it's no good. And even AEW, which we can touch on what you know, kind of the the contrasts here. But like the, I without the audience, you know, they talk about and and Triple H will talk about. They had that the ten thousand fan focus group every night whether or not they listen to them is another thing but you know even without that aw has really i feel like it's spinning its wheels as well because it can't really tell what's working without that audience participation so the product is, is suffering so like i said i'm going to reiterate i do not blame the wrestlers i don't bl- i don't blame the companies like there's 
you're hamstrung. There's not much yeah. you can do. Yeah. Okay? As much as they want audiences there and, and, and Vince will definitely get them as soon as legally mm-hmm. possible. Yeah. Until then it's, it's a, it's a tough watch. But let's talk about the business aspect of both companies. This is why I'm even more saddened. Clearly the former matriarch of WWE is running the super PAC for Trump, right? Mm-hmm. That's not, that's, it's not a rumor. That's a fact. And yeah. half the talent, not half, the talent I like is <laughs> is putting their job on the line and, and tweeting against him and getting people out to vote and stuff like that. They're hamstringing their careers. The AEW is owned by a billionaire son who is a registered Republican that donated a $1 million to the Trump inauguration fund in 2017. Now, the two biggest bad boys in town are playing for the same team and all the things that I loved about wrestling your CM Punk's, your Pipers, hell, your New Days like three, four years ago aren't able to do the things that they could do because their bosses are probably trying to steer them away from politics. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So that's what I'm saying. We're actually in a worse place than where we were before AEW. Right. And yeah, I mean, and the competition doesn't really seem to be driving either. Uh, the numbers aren't aren't there this you know this whole wednesday night war thing is not the monday night wars it doesn't because of we've talked about i mean the it, these are also factors that are pre pre-existing that have nothing to do with wrestling or the pandemic people don't watch cable tv so in the numbers that they did in the to wrestling in the late 90s so you're just like you're fighting over you know minuscule you know people watching more there's like one tiktok gets more than wwe will get this year you know it's just like the numbers are not comparable um but there are some wrestling i will kind of i've seen this the other day and it's interesting where these the performers are risking their kind of careers and their livelihoods by stepping out um this is from well you can guess if you haven't seen who this is from but it's uh, a tweet great that trump is out yes but american imperialism systemic racism yeah mass incarceration i can name that tweet in three three clauses Mass incarceration, subservience to the corporate sector, slashing social programs, and cutting environmental protections. None of it started with Trump. Don't turn away now. Don't give Biden a free pass. Um, which, you know, he's great. This guy's he's still, uh, his pinned uh, tweet is still from the summer, and he opened his uh, mobile clinic in Syria, uh, where, where his family's from. And uh, so, I mean, it's interesting, because the guy is also currently the, the internet, intercontinental champion. Mm-hmm. So... You know, it's this weird line where they know, I think, enough to, if they took his belt away the next day after he tweets that, I think they also know that they're kind of politically protected in a way. They want to avoid any backlash, avoid losing any of the fans they have managed to hold on to. You just kind of let these guys, you know, give them enough rope, you know? I don't disagree. You said something um, that I want to use the word for. You said pre-existing which makes me instantly think of healthcare and just how important all this is. Uh, These wrestlers are not covered by WWE health insurance. Right. They're independent contractors. AEW wrestlers are being covered by AEW because they're making up desk jobs for them or their their spouse worked for WWE, which brings us to our AEW champion, John Moxley. When we went to the first AEW Dynamite and interviewed Tony Khan, Tony seemed very upset that I asked him how and when these men and women have health insurance and essentially exposed the carny business in a very illegal way. And no one gives a shit because it's wrestling. I asked John Moxley. 
HIPAA? He violated HIPAA. He's saying John Moxley's covered under his wife's insurance policy. She worked for WWE as on-air talent, not an independent contractor. So yeah, that's like, this is like the dumbest shit, and no one seems to care, even though they make billions of dollars. Right. Well, I mean, we just saw, you know, we got back into the political side of it, you know, even set aside the, the presidential race and any, you know, issues with healthcare and that, but like Prop 22 in California, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. independent contract, what these companies can get away with, you know, I don't know if, if WWE or related interests gave any money to that I think Uber and Lyft did a good enough job uh, conning the people of California, um, but they definitely, that doesn't hurt their legal stance. You know, the fact that you can just say, oh, someone I control your hours and when and where and how you work and you can't work for anyone else, but you're you're an independent contractor and you don't get any rights. I mean, that's that that's exactly their business model. And uh, now it's now it's legal. And it's it's so disappointing that all I sigh, I just sigh now instead of saying, well, this is like wrestling, because every time I do, I feel like people are just sighing at me. Right. Well, they don't. They don't get the gimmick. They don't. They don't love the gimmick, Brandon. Um, <laughs> the the issue I would, if we get to the the other big show of the week, well, you know, when Donald Trump lost the the president presidential election, my thing is, you know, we've we've always had our like our analogs, and I was kind of trying to look for, and I, I think you might have at least another wrestling analog. I was kind of I looking have one for that's what, a lot. It's like super fun. Yeah, I, have, I think I have one that's fun too. It's not it doesn't exactly track, but it's kind of what I was looking for. Was who's like a what we've always said is even at the 2016 election, that would have been a chance for the heel to get his comeuppance, but it, mm-hmm. it wasn't. Obviously, there was still money to be made by him doing his act. I uh, did it for another four years, and so at this point, it's more like I don't think the face is particularly good in any way. I mean, he had uh, in in the sense of like applying the lessons. Not like he'd have to apply the lessons to win because he, he mm-hmm. didn't. But like, what what's an analog to this? Of just a heel who just kind of runs his course and has the belt too long. And then you just kind of throw up like, you know, someone to go, oh, just take the belt off him, at least for four years. Well, the easiest is Hogan. Right. And you do Hogan Macho Man. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest one. But I was going to not even bring in another wrestler. I was just going to say a delusional, fun uh, one-off. What's that? Kurt Hawkins, when he entered the Royal Rumble, but never actually entered the Royal Rumble. <laughs> so for months, he said he was still in the Royal Rumble. Therefore, he won the Royal Rumble. Right. Yeah. That's I my mean, fun analog. That's my fun comparison. Go. The one I actually, it comes back to how Trump started his whole race, cutting a promo on Mexicans. Are you doing JBL? Um, JBL had the belt for 280 days and kind of ran its course. And then who they took the belt off was with John Cena, uh, you know, all American guy, uh, lantern jawed. He's got a little, little different build than Joe I Biden. Could, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. I, I, they're a little different. I mean, it's Cena. Then it was his first reign versus mm-hmm. if you did it now and you just said, okay, Cena, just take the belt off the guy. And you know, you're old, old reliable. You've been running for this since, uh, 1988, you know, yeah. you, you can have it. That's a little different. Um, but yeah, it, and it really does feel like, yeah, the, the kind of switching of the polarity of like, or, or kind of like the two worlds, the, the inverse relationship is true. Because yeah, as soon as, um, you know, Trump is really, we've found a lot of analogs over the years and historically and with wrestling and politics, um, but it really, he is the big show. And that's, it's like, you're not going to get 
right now another can't another another politician who kind of applies or you can't create out of alcohol there's no other politician who has the the connection with, with uh, wrestling that he had so let's be very very obvious to people that don't care about wrestling 20 minutes into a sure. podcast about <laughs> wrestling and politics i'm gonna say trump is hogan mm-hmm. and Barack Obama's The Rock. And Roman Reigns is Joe Biden. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna go with. Alright, I think it works. We've we've used Roman before with um with Hillary mm-hmm. and how on paper really checks a lot of the boxes, maybe can't cut a good promo, but really should be the one. Mm-hmm. And clearly wasn't. Um, you know, I think Biden's that way a lot as well. Um and now, you know, when finally given the opportunity, Roman really is kind of delivering on the thing he was supposed to be for years, which is and what, which is kind of what Biden's doing. I mean, yeah. Biden literally has been running on and off for president since the 80s. Um, you know, and all the, the hope and the promise of this, you know, once, you know, kind of young guy, I mean, he's one of the youngest senators of all time. Um, this kind of inspiring, tragic, personal story. Which you know, Roman uh, has. Roman has with his, his battle with cancer and, and, you know, Biden's lost his, you know, young family. Um, and yeah, but I mean, he's you know he's been there a long time, and he's finally finally gets the chance with the with the belt. So we see how these the next uh, four years or however long he's in the office uh, takes us. What if Roman is offered a chance to go to the White House because of the because of the cancer stuff? Seriously, no. There's I mean they have I believe because of um, his son who died of cancer, Biden. I think they have a foundation. So there's definitely an overlap. One thing I just thought of is, you know, when they send um, the champions of, <laughs> like they send the World Series champs a belt. Do yeah. you think? Do you think Vince sends Joe? <laughs> you, okay, and does, does he send like the go, the old belt, or does he sell like the, the winged eagle belt? The, does he send a winged eagle? Or does he send like the universal champion? One, what does he send, you know? Did Mankind ever have a belt? Like a special belt? Didn't he have like the hardcore belt or something like that? He did have hardcore, yeah. But Mankind was... No, sorry, Mick Foley was like very openly for Biden. Yeah. As, as long as The Rock has been. I think you send him that belt. Okay. You send He's the hardcore champion. The hardcore. one has tape on it. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, pal. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, but now the, yeah, now we kind of see, I think it's, it's, this isn't done as we're doing this, it's November 9th, uh, only three Republican senators have admitted uh, that Joe Biden is the president-elect, um, they have until December 14th, uh, when the electors will elect Joe Biden. Holy shit, what if Jericho enters the race and he's the one that unites the belts? You know, he beat Triple H and The Rock in one night, and he could do it again. Um He's definitely got the since he gave. Did you see that he gave to Trump both in his work and shoot names? No. Yes. Both Chris Irving and Chris Jericho gave to Donald Trump. That's illegal, right? Oh, it's definitely illegal. Okay, cool. But priorities. I mean, we got we got bigger fish to fry. I mean, yeah. So we get you know we got a couple months of Trump uh, with his gimmick. I think the you know this is kind of when they do the the rematch on like. <laughs> The next pay per view, and you're like, all right, we already saw the match. I don't need Are to see. Are you sure this is like when they did territories and like they would just run the same gimmick, just like six towns over? They just move them around. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I mean, he's going to no, be back in 2024. No, we're so dumb. We we're going new. We should go old. Trump is still going to be the territorial champion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just the TV won't come through. They're not recording. Well, we should talk about that. We've, we've talked about this in the past. And I think we probably talked oh, about shit, this right he's before. He's going to fucking live Lawler's gimmick. Just show up. Do Donald the King Trump. Yeah. Well, similar approach to young girls. So uh, that tracks. There's a reason I said it out loud. Yeah, um, I said it into a microphone. That's good. So, no, I, I, we've talked about this, and you know, WWE now everything, you know, accelerated by COVID is you know the streaming wars and and every service and all that. And one of the the pioneers of the over the top services is the WWE Network, uh, which I guess is still is it still nine ninety nine? I think so. I assume that's. I mean, that was so, such a part of the branding and our lives for so long. Um, I don't have it anymore, so I don't know. Um, but it's nine ninety nine, and we talked about this, and you know, they're seeing the rumors of this again, where that's once Trump kind of makes his exit strategy, you know, the the MAGA TV network. But you know, how much do you do you charge? Can you get more yeah, than nine ninety nine? Do you think there'll be a bundle with the WWE network? You know, they've been talking about bundling WWE with other promos for years, and this would be the one to do. You know, but but yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be that's the thing. It's like he's not, he won't be the president anymore. He might get banned from Twitter, but he's just going to pick up. You know, this is kind of an AEW thing. He picks up these other guys who get cast off. You know, go get Tucker and uh, Hannity. Go get Alex Jones. Oh, when you said Tucker, I was thinking of Tucker from WWE. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tucker <laughs> notice. Yeah, no, go get these guys who who keep getting deplatformed for hate speech. And just go make your own WWE. You know, you could be racist on the WWE Network, it turns out. You can do it. Hogan's, his whole run is there. Um, and that seems to be the play, right? I, I, they just have to kind of, he's got to run run this out. I mean, it's just going to be, you know, so he can just never concede and just leave and then go start his, uh, give, we can wish him luck in his future endeavors are you surprised at all that you haven't seen the op-ed or anything that says he didn't lose it was just predetermined i mean be the change you want to see <laughs> in the world <laughs> they haven't been knocking down our doors for that that uh op-ed but Overall, yeah, that's really, yeah let's look at the last five years of how you've spent your brain space uh-huh. are you glad we did this five years ago are you glad you went down this road to wrestlemania slash oval office <laughs> yeah did you think the road would end in the oval office yeah well it's not the road's not over yet it could always end like a it could end like bud dwyer or owen hart um it could end very very badly for him uh maybe like chris benoit um no i i'm very Is glad that your it. prediction trump benoit's uh benoit's with the country <laughs> His shitty kids. <laughs> no, nah, just maybe Don Jr. I don't think he the likes that of, guy. Of of uh, of the Donald lifting weights is like very funny. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing. That's the part that never Donald Trump's like this whole. You know, I know. I think people try to make a high minded thing out of it. I just think it's like he's such a weirdo. Like even Patrick Bateman liked Huey Lewis. You know, like he doesn't even he doesn't seem to enjoy anything or do anything like. He likes McDonald's, but even like the crappy stuff that McDonald's, like there's just no, <laughs> so like, yeah, the idea of doing any physical golf doesn't count. You know, you've spent some time on golf courses. Mm-hmm. doesn't count as, as physical work. Um, 
yeah, him him lifting a, a weight belt to, or the weight machine to kill his crappy son. Yeah, I don't see it happening. But when we started yeah, this no, conversation we 28 minutes ago, did you think we were going to go to Benoit? Because I didn't. But looking back, you know, I feel like a fool. Yeah, I think it's the inevitability in any wrestling conversation goes goes long. It's kind of like the one and what's the law in on the online? Like any argument will end up oh, being Nazis. someone someone will just invoke Hitler. It's kind of the same thing. Uh, no, but I'm to to get back to your question. I am glad we did this. I think that the framework holds. I think that obviously Trump tapped into something in you know in the American psyche, and it's something that exists there that also exists whether or not wrestling is very popular right now because of the product like i said it's the language people people still and like people in the media people in different fields there are wrestling fans throughout it people still you know you'll hear off the top rope you'll hear just that that it is in the like any other sport or pop cultural artifact so i think we definitely touched on something i think that I uh, wish people read it uh before november 2016 <laughs> would have been nice and i do it is. A, it's a great. It's still like you know. I don't know. Do you have you used it as an icebreaker? Have you been in a situation? No, where you I, if anything, I avoid it entirely because it's <laughs> it's it's so difficult to to explain it. You know, and it's so saddening because it's so obvious to me, and it's definitely made the last four years, specifically not five years, but it made the last four years really make sense in a mm-hmm. way. But when I would explain that to people, I, I think that they took it as um, like an acceptance of reality. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and I'm just trying to understand it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think and we've made that clear. I mean, we... No, no, you we, and I have made that clear to no, each I know, other. But we've made but... it also clear on the pod that like you don't... When we're laughing going, oh, he's the champion. He's going to do this. He's having hell in the cell with, little, with kids from, you know, immigrant kids. We're never like relishing that. You're just trying to put it in a framework that makes sense because reality has been so, you know, unreal Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways that having that framework to make sense of it, which was wrestling, that worked. And the fact that other people didn't get it, I mean, that's it's the same thing, you know, but the people, the the fact that people can't get over, well, isn't it fake? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like at at some point you can't keep arguing that, that point. And I feel like that's the, the, the people who get it, they, you know, and it clicks whether wrestling fans or not. You know, there was enough of that to to make it worthwhile, and I feel like I've explained it enough that, you know, you know when you're getting the oh that's that's interesting, and then you know, you get the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think we, I think we, you know, we made it. Maybe clear it's because people. we're we record and also we're for a long time we distributed from, right? Being in DC and doing it through GN. Yeah, because we are based in Washington DC. We are in a bubble, and my bubble is full of journalists, and the majority of them that understood it really totally got it, and it was great, and the majority of people that didn't instantly dismissed it and instantly dismissed me because, as you know, in this city, it's not what are you interested in, it's what do you do. Mm-hmm. Is, is that fair? Yeah. And the WGN thing was so disappointing because the program director was like totally behind it. And the 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 DJs, the the radio hosts, the people that I would actually talk to on air were totally behind it and they got it. Or if they didn't get it, they tried to get it and they did their best. And every time I went on, it was worthwhile. And I felt like we were moving the ball forward. But 
the problem is, and I just found this out not one week ago, the guy that actually was in charge of getting our show in the feed, the guy that was in charge of getting me on to those shows at Good Times, the producer of that show, mm-hmm. is currently working in right-wing radio as a choice. And he didn't care about what was best for the show. He didn't care about what was best for business. He went into business for himself (laughs) and he buried us. And it took four years to figure that out. And I didn't figure it out because like I did some math. I figured it out because somebody told me. (laughs) You didn't look at the bad polling data. Exactly. I all of a sudden felt like Piper and I didn't realize Hogan was working behind my back about the union. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it's, that's a tough, that's a tough feeling. Uh, when uh when you get rolled up from behind like that yeah and, it, and if in oh, yeah. a way it's like oh i was i the one that got worked into a shoot or <laughs> <laughs> and it's like and that's why i feel like maybe this was a total waste of time because even though the platform should have worked in a much larger scale considering the amount of numbers that they get and, and Keep in mind, this is all pre-WGN radio getting bought by a right-wing organization. Sure. Once they got bought by a right-wing organization, we were we got our future Endeavor email very quickly. Very quickly, yes. And uh, I knew that was coming. Right. I think the big thing is it's it's looking at a, a thing that, you know, I, I think it's easy because we're in our bubble to think that everyone gives a shit about politics. And that, that's that That's remains the true. case. Yeah. 70 million, about 70 million people voted for each candidate. And then about, uh, you know, 90 million people, 100 people didn't vote at all. You know, whatever the, the math is on that. Um, this is mostly, it's not a red or a blue America. It's a, a who gives a shit America. Most people are too, and, and for no fault of their own, because to someone with, this isn't to patronize, but to someone with two or three jobs, you know, or is at, online at the food pantry, especially in COVID, to be like, no, but Joe Biden will change your life mm-hmm. is, is bullshit. So, you know, I think we... You're taking a fringe interest of politics, which people care about every four years, you know, especially Democrats. They only care about the presidential race. You take that and then you, you know, divide it by the people who understand enough to get the wrestling part, you know, which, as we said, is a, is a smaller and smaller, you know, fringe interest. You know, there's, there's other framing devices we could have used that, that work sometimes, but just don't have, a, have the depth. You know, there's, I like Trash the Titans, the Simpsons episode. I like, there's, you know, Rest of Development. There's different ways to look at this. Wrestling is the one that has the most connections that we saw. Um, you know, I mean, into the point, the fact that even like look at something stupid like Kamala. You know, of all the names, mm-hmm. you're gonna have you're gonna have someone named Kamala Harris as the same name as a wrestler. Like it just it's insane. So I don't think it's a waste of time. I don't think you know, and I think there is, you know, I don't think right now because Biden and and where the country will probably go and what the next four years look like probably don't there's probably not as much connection no. as many connections, no. but there's still like, there are people who get it. I mean, I, I, there's been, he kind of got into the news this week as Pennsylvania was on, on the map, but mm-hmm. the Lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania gets it. Mm-hmm. John Fetterman. Um, you know, he's got, there's a great tweet that he tweeted was John Fetterman looks like a WWE heel is managed by Tom Wolf, the governor of the state. Um, Fetterman's a, this six, eight guy with a goatee who were like, he he's the guy like he's definitely has a future in politics and I don't doubt it's future in like national politics. Mm-hmm. And I don't doubt it's because he gets something intrinsic about, about the, the heel and, and face dynamic. This was both comforting and disappointing the entire time. Like based on what actually yeah, happened versus yeah. what I thought was going to happen. 
well, people were, well, I think if you look at the external factors of like how many people got the thing, we're able to kind of. No, 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 not, not, not us, but okay. the, the administration. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I think it's as bad. I, I don't think we actually knew how bad it was going to be. I actually don't think we know how bad it has been. I think a lot that's, of stuff. Oh, like, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of this stuff, I mean, there's just like, there's just like benign stuff that'll eventually come out. Mm-hmm. That's just so weird. Like the, like the, like. Not to get the conspiracies, but like stupid conspiracies that, that don't matter at all. Yeah, we the, the, on, the fact that we never once mentioned the two Melanias and we never mentioned the two Ultimate Warriors is mind blowing to me. Yeah, and I mean it's it or the two Takers. I mean, there's all these sto- mm-hmm. classic wrestling stories, but that's the thing that was always the banning thing of flood the zone. You get so much shit out there. The fact that reasonable people could go, you know what? I don't think that's the first lady, and you know what? I don't think it is either. You just yeah. take a look at her, and makeup is makeup, but you know. We're talking about there's going to come out and there's going to be a tell-all of like, oh, yeah, I was the second Melania when she didn't want to go company. Like, obviously. Like, come on, America. Like, clearly that wasn't the same person. And we'll all go, yep, that was, it was a crazy four years, wasn't it? You know, I mean, and that's that's the benign. You talk a lot, as we should, and as hopefully, you know, liberals will not forget. Uh, this was an administration that kept kid, kids in cages that are yeah. still there. And um, we don't get a, a clear answer on when how that changes with a new administration. Um you know, to kind of rectify the things that have done, you know, the 250,000 people who probably wouldn't have all been dead <laughs> due to COVID yeah. if this, they gave a shit. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's almost, it's, it became so, so bizarre and so, you know, just like horrifying what, what you could actually do. I mean, I think, you know, we talked about, and, and we're still in the position we were when we started this as, straight cis white men um you know we've had all you know the, the fact the the pandemic and and other changes in the economy affect us but generally in the same position in society as we were um and you know that's why that that's what they're they're fighting for no thanks but they are fighting for it and uh you know so we we can see from that stance but there's obviously this has been a nightmare four years and a lot of work that probably can't be undone. So yeah, a lot of fun, but I think the wrestling, having, having the wrestling part there and when wrestling was also kind of had a moment where it was good and it was popular again, um, in a, in a small way, like pop culturally, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. it was a, was a cool thing to have kind of line up amidst this, uh, this nightmare. I'll ask you what I ask you people that, uh, watch football when do you think you'll feel safe to go to an indie wrestling show? Uh, post-vaccine. When do you think you'll feel safe to go to a big budget WWE production at the local arena? It's going to, it's going to be the same type of thing. It's like, what's, what, what's it look like? House based. Mm -hmm. I'm not in a rush to get into, to be an extra for Vince McMahon. You know, I think we, we went right before all this in March to, it was the last thing I went to that, yeah, the last thing yeah. I went to with people. Um, and those those were increasingly the only, you know, ways I was experienced wrestling was at shows and breweries and, and firehouses. Whenever you no, we would go to shut up. We would get tickets no. to all we would never no, pay saying, for them. No, no, I'm saying increasingly we oh. do I would do I've been to more Nova Pro and whatever shows That's than WWE. AEW only came here once, and NXT only came here once, and you happen to have like crazy good VIP seats because <laughs> you're right about. It. Shut the fuck up! Don't pretend like you're paying for shit. I pay my twenty dollars. You know, I didn't. I wouldn't. 
I no, I, I can go off that on off air. No, I mean I I definitely paid for my my indie tickets, and I'm saying I had more fun overall at probably indie events because we were you know I could do it once or twice a month, and mm. the the cost wasn't exorbitant, and you weren't sitting through commercial breaks or saluting the troops or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, and once again, these are things that like what comes first, a vaccine or indie wrestling? You know, yeah, coming back in a certain way. You know, there's definitely promotions have kept going, but you know, I don't know. But I'm not, I'm not in a rush to do a, a big big stadium and and then but i once again i don't think that's i'm also you know 36 with a kid and i don't think i was yeah. going to the smackdown taping anytime soon <laughs> do you do you think they put the belt on orton to uh encourage more americans to vote uh more marines for sure <laughs> uh which is the perfect way to end this show but instead we're going to drag it on for one more minute more because um not everyone knows this. Uh, Randy Orton played the Marine, or did he not get to play the Marine because he actually went AWOL? I think it's the latter. Okay. Yes. He was supposed to play the Marine, but he actually went AWOL, so they didn't allow him to be the Marine, correct? That that sounds right. Okay. This is so great. Um, that's not the worst thing the WWE did in the aughts. I would like to say that the worst thing the WWE did during the aughts was when Stephanie McMahon said what her family went through with the steroid trial was as bad, if not worse, than 9-11. And um, that's why we now, we still have a WWE Hall of Famer as a president. Um, I would like to point out that Rudy Giuliani tried to have a second event at the ECW Arena. I don't know if you saw this, Chris. Oh, yeah. The ECW Arena said, no, thank you. Once was enough. Uh, (laughs) Because 2300 uh, said uh, 2016, maybe we thought it was a JK. And uh, then they got wise to it in 2020 when they were trying to gin up conspiracy theories. The ECW arena was the one that said no. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. here's Stephanie McMahon reminding you that what their family went through was just as bad as 9-11. A few years ago, some people tried to destroy my family. They attacked my father's reputation. They attacked my mother's reputation. And they attacked the World Wrestling Federation. They tried to rip us apart, but all they did was make my family stronger. And that's exactly how America feels right now. Because on Tuesday, America was attacked. But America is a united nation. And together, we stand strong. I am incredibly proud to be an American citizen and I will stand up for my rights and my freedom.